you say niche, I say niche. Which is the correct one? You decide. Welcome to Cashing on Camera. Cheryl Pluff here. I have Susan Friedman with me today. She's been in the author industry for like over 30 years, has so much experience. And today we're really going to dig into niche marketing. Question for you How do you pronounce it? Well, depends where you are. I mean, <laughs> as I was telling you earlier, my book is Riches and Niches. It doesn't rhyme with niches, but <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm a Francophile. I prefer the word niche. <laughs> I think that's probably why I kind of lean in that direction as yeah. well as a French Canadian. Um, so Susan, so exciting to have you here because regardless of how you say it, right? The important thing is to understand the concept on a strategy really around niche marketing. So let's talk about that. What is the definition? Like, what is it that we need to really know about niche marketing? How definitive, how niche down is it? How specific is it really? It's as specific as you want it to, Cheryl. And by the way, thank you for having me on the show. And there's that difference between target market and niche marketing. And I always say they're like kissing cousins. Okay. But your target market is, let's say, women teachers. But that's still a large market to go after. So if you wanted to break that down further, you might say teachers in high school or college. So you're going to break it down further and maybe postgraduate teaching. It could go right deep, deep, deep. What I say the stop is where there isn't any money. You have to look at if you're going into a niche market, you want to know that there's money in there so that you can make a living. Well, how do you know that though? Is it research? It's really research. It's research. Journalism. It's really about the research, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about the research because there are people who are niched down, let's say, into pets and they're talking about reptiles and specific types of reptiles, let's say, that they specialize in. And there's a big market for that. No, who knew that, you know, how to train chihuahuas? I mean, that might be a big market. So you've got to research it and look at also where your passion lies. What are you interested in? Who can you serve? Who do you relate to and who relates to you? And it's often your experience that determines that. I want to dig in a little bit on your personal story with the one book. Um, I think it was about the trade show. The yes, yes, Can yes, you tell yes, us yes. that story? Because Absolutely, I'd love to. Like 500,000, I can't remember the number. I think it was like half a million sold or distributed. Tell us that story. It's phenomenal. So it's literally 500,000 copies sold to one company. And this is the book. Okay not very sexy however i was in the trade show market i was doing trade show training which is very specific and the trade show industry multi-billion dollar industry i was training exhibitors how to be better at exhibiting at trade shows and i wrote the book exhibiting at trade shows tips and techniques for success and when it came out i didn't want to sell it in onesies and twosies so i had to look for who else had the same audience as me. And so I found that the exhibit companies, the people that make the booths, the exhibits, that there are custom exhibits and there are portable exhibits. 
and the custom exhibits, very expensive. You can pay half a million dollars easily for a booth or a company can at least. So they had exhibitors at trade shows as their clients and they were very interested in this book. I and love they- that story because it shows you the power of niche marketing, right? In Absolutely. this case, you created a book, you wrote a book about that. So I love that example too, because back to your original point, the difference between a target market, which is maybe perhaps a bit broader. So I think about the example with the book that you just demonstrated, the knit, the target market might have been live events, but the niche market is trade shows. Would that be a good example? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the actual events itself, like the show organizer, that could have been a niche market or it could have been a target. The exhibitors, even at trade shows, I actually went for a broader base. People said, well, didn't you want to uh, specialize in one industry? And I actually decided not to. And so it was trade show training for anybody who exhibited at trade shows, whether it was automobile, whether it's healthcare, whether it was biotech. I mean, I went to them all. It's interesting because, and this really ties into today's topic in that you have to understand the strategy before you can start actioning it as you've just described. Yes. And so whether it's a book or not, or whether it's just speaking engagement, exactly. coaching, it doesn't matter. You don't necessarily have to have a book. A book gives you enormous credibility in the marketplace, especially if you're touting yourself as an expert in the field. They want you these days to have a book. So we have to dig into the strategy. We have to understand the the basics and you've really beautifully described the difference between the target market and the niche market. But if we're talking about how to find the right market in order to grow a brand, what is the strategy that we have to use? Like, how do we go about figuring all of that out? And maybe it's obviously it's in the course of this conversation, we're giving the high level overview of this. Very what much is so. the strategy that we really need to be thinking about if we're going to try to find the right market market to start uh, doing the things you've described. I'm going to use an example, an example of a colleague of mine who was an RN. She was burnt out as an RN and she wanted to get as far away from healthcare as she could. <laughs> And so I said, Karen, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I love humor. I love making people laugh. I enjoy that. Anybody who feels that they need some uplifting, I was like, Karen, who needs it more than (laughs) Than your nurses, the people you're running away from? And it suddenly struck her. Yes. I mean, she is, they know that she knows how they feel because she's walked in their shoes. So she's now targeted the healthcare environment with her skills for humor. And now she goes around a speaking, coaching, training sessions for them and has become known as an expert in that industry. So Susan, is the strategy then to combine two seemingly unrelated things and finding the connection between them? It could be, depending where you want to go with it. I mean, you can learn an industry. 
However, your credibility comes when you've been in that industry, when you understand. I mean, most of the authors who I work with through Aviva Publishing, they have come out of an industry or they have had an experience. Maybe they've had an autistic child and they've worked with them through some natural healthcare techniques. And so they might talk about that. There may be inspirational stories. There may be sales stories. I have one of my authors works in the small printing industry. Well, he's written a book on sales. And he's taken it into that industry. He's now teaching in that industry. The association is interested in him. So it a lot depends on your background. And again, your interest level, where's your passion? What's your message? All of that is intertwined in what we're talking about. Well, the professional experience and the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that you really bring a lot of knowledge and wisdom around is very much up my alley because I love the idea of using that authority expertise that you've built up so in some cases over the course of 10, 15, 25 years professionally. Why ignore that? Find a way that you can take that and catapult it into, again, maybe your own thing. Maybe you're going to be a coach, a consultant, a service provider, or whatever it is that your business that you're looking to build. But there needs to be a special sauce piece in there. Like it's not enough. I think if you, especially if you really want to leverage niche marketing to just go out and just be like everybody else. Oh, absolutely not. Oh. That's the whole idea of niche marketing that you're setting yourself apart from everyone is that people suffer from what I call fear of focus. Mm. Cheryl, they are frightened to focus in on one niche because there's a well, what if other people want to buy from me? I'm like, well, let them. <laughs> Don't turn <laughs> them away. I'm not saying stop selling to people. What I'm saying is it, your focus when it comes to marketing can be much more effective and efficient when you're targeting it into one, one niche. Yeah, it's a really good point. Fear of focus. A lot of people think that if they go too narrow, that they're going to be alienating everyone. Yes. You hear that a lot, but you can't be successful to market to everyone. You can't, you can't. I mean, when people come to me when, to publish their book, Cheryl, two questions I ask, what do you want the book to do for you? Number one, and who's your target audience? And more often than not, they say, my book is for everyone. everyone. <laughs> That's no. great. How are no. you going to market to everyone? Not even Procter & Gamble have got this down. They don't even try <laughs> to do that. And I think they've got more bucks than the average True. author. True. <laughs> so why not? You look at Nike, you look at Procter & Gamble, look at all the different brands that they've got. You go into a Nike store and they've got different departments for every different sport. That's a niche. They've got articles, items of clothing, things that you need. In all, all in that that little niche market. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, right? As you bring up these multinational companies like um, like Nike or Procter and Gamble, and to the average consumer, it feels like they're marketing to everybody. But trust me, they are not. 
they yeah. have they're putting a lot of money behind the research that's necessary to figure out how who is that exact consumer that we're trying to market this toothpaste to and you can tell when you look at the advertisements on television what age group are being used in that advertisement are they young people are they middle aged are they seniors are they millennials what who are they and whomever they are highlighting in that advertisement i guarantee that's who they are targeting my husband and i always listen for the music that's being played on those commercials right if they're playing hits from the 80s then we can pretty much assume that we know exactly who they're trying to target so i think it does make a good point that when you have the right strategy and you understand how to find the right market that you can then start digging into the niche market and then the creative comes into play it's not the other way around you don't start with the creative and then try to figure it out you figure it out and then you build the creative to appease the person the niche exactly. that you're trying to target right i had my book and i really didn't know that i was going to target the companies who i ended up targeting right however my thought was I didn't want to sell this book in onesies and twosies. I wanted to sell them in quantities. So then I had to ask myself, well, who would be interested in this book? Who has the same target audience as me and has deep pockets? But Susan, the only reason, or maybe not the only reason, but one of the reasons why you were able to sell half a million copies of that book to that one company was because you had already niched it down. This wasn't an afterthought. No, because I was in that industry. Right. I wrote the book for those people. Yeah. What I then had to find is since it was just me myself and I, my marketing budget wasn't huge <laughs> and still isn't. And the fact is, so you have to start getting creative as you rightly said, and it's like where is the money? who is also looking at that same target audience i was just talking to smothers a few hours ago and one woman said oh well my book is going to be for children school children and i was like great the school children are not going to buy it however who else is interested in those children and that subject matter because those are the people you need to go to the schools don't have money But the companies who sell equipment to the schools might well have the same in the medical community. So you want to always look at once you know what your message is and who you want to serve, then you start looking at the creative as you rightly said and start digging, doing some research and digging. So and looking where is the money? The people who sponsor conferences, the people who advertise. You start looking at those people because they've got money, they want to be seen, and perhaps that's where you can get involved. Yeah, I love that. This is really insightful. I love what you said too about trying to find maybe two seemingly unrelated things and that's a good strategy to pull together. And I think a lot of our audience probably start really to think about that and look at niche marketing through that lens. How can I combine this and maybe this has more to do with your professional experience and your wisdom and knowledge to something that seems like it's not related, 
But if you can find the through line and, and you can find the way to connect those two things together, you might well have the solution to a great niche for yourself and for your product. Absolutely. You've, you've said that beautifully. And if you go back to the story that I told you about Karen, she had the expertise, but she just didn't even think of using it, that expertise, her profession that she'd been in for 20 years. She just didn't like it. However, she did like the fact that she wanted to do humor. And then when she coupled the two together, when we discussed that, it was like magic. Well, I love that. So one of the things that we do on Cashing on Camera is we have a segment called Stop Marketing Like It's 1999, where we ask you, Susan, for a tip, tool, tactic, or technique that's working to help you market yourself for the year that we live in. What is something you'd love to share with the audience today? Well, I think it goes back to what we said before is that you're not marketing to everyone. It used to be, oh, let's be a generalist. And you have to be a specialist these days. The more you do, the more specialized you have to get because otherwise you're just up against far too many people. There's so much noise out there in the marketplace. And yet the more you d delve into that niche market, the fewer people there are and the more likely that you can be to be that big fish in a small pond. And I'm always looking at how can my authors do that? How can they navigate that so that they can literally be that big fish in a small pond? I love it. Listen, I would love for you to tell everyone about your website and how people can reach out to you. Absolutely. And uh, one of the entries to work with me, obviously, is to have your book published by Aviva Publishing. We're based in New York and we've been in business over 30 years. We've marketed, we've produced over 500 titles. However, what I also love, love to do, Cheryl, is to work with the authors to help them use that book to be credible, that they use it as a door opener. They're not going to get rich on the book, but it's the credibility, the door opener to speaking, coaching, training. And as we said earlier, the fact is that anybody who wants to tout themselves as an expert has to have a book these days. You just look at everybody out there who's producing books and it's because they want to get on the speaking circuit because that's where the money is. So it's Aviva Pubs. P, right? P, AvivaPubs.com. Yes. C-A-Pubs-P-U-B-S.com. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. This has been fun. I'm going to be thinking about this differently now, I think. Good. Like video marketing and I don't know if humor is really my thing, but we'll find the niche, right? Yes. Yes. Who needs you most? Who are the industries? Right. Who are the underserved industries that have money that need video? Yes, there are many. Thank you so much, Susan, for My coming pleasure. on. I really Thank appreciate you. your time today. And you're welcome to come back anytime and we'll find another topic because there's lots to explore here. There is, certainly. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Plouffe and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPlouffe.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. 
Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.